Molweni and welcome to the Conversations with Langwasi podcast. I'm Langwasi, the host, and this is where we get into the unfiltering of the truth that is being presented to us, children of the soil. What good is a truth that is quoted in the sweetness of deception? Hmm. <laughs> To the family, Molweni, my loves, and to you who is a newbie, welcome. that exists in Africa with regards to leaders who are capable and genuine to the cause continues to deepen. Instead of improving the living conditions of their people, today's leaders float on the waves made by revolutionary leaders who came before them. We no longer have leaders of integrity and vision. Today, we tell the story of a young and radical leader who was among the first to recognize that the key to the development of Burkina Faso and the African continent was to improve the status of women. This man was the first African leader who appointed women in key positions in his cabinet, also recruiting them to form part of the military. He outlawed forced marriages, also doing away with that vile tradition of female genital mutilation. He encouraged women to take on jobs outside home and to not drop out of school when pregnant. Not only that, but this man was also among the first group of African environmentalists planting over 10 million trees so they retain soil and halt the growing desertification of the Sahel. This leader actually promoted the idea of supporting local and buying local instead of using a term to prey on the vulnerability of people, Gaizini. He actually came with an assignment and began to implement without hesitating Thomas Sankara is a hero we deserve to be taught about, not that racist Indian who even has a whole square named after him in South Africa. Make yourself that cup of tea and settle down if you're at work. I guess. Let us so much get into it. <laughs> I really do hope that you find today's episode informative. Now, who was Thomas Sankara? Well, to those of you who don't know but are familiar with the name, Thomas Sankara was the president of the West African state of Burkina Faso. He was a leader and the driver of a bold initiative meant to transform a country that was trapped in a dependent relationship with France and the rest of the world. So that is who uh, Thomas Sankara is or was. Well, he still is because he's still a legend, guys. I mean, he is among the revolutionary leaders of the African continent whose ideologies we still reference, we still use as a reference and as a guide when it comes to navigating our way to the struggle that we find ourselves in now as a people. The only problem that I think we we are faced with right now is um, we have all of these remarkable revolutionary freedom fighters, both male and female. But why is it that they die with with what they come with, you know? Why is it, Hore, when Robert Sobuke passed on, that was it, and that marked the end of, you know, the, the, the whole Pan-Africanist um, um, view in, in, in South Africa, you know? Um, why is it that when Stephen Bantupiko passed on, the whole black consciousness movement left with him? Why is it that 
Thomas Sankara, Kwame Nkrumah, Julius Nyerere, you know? Why is it that these remarkable heroes die with the, 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 their ideologies? Why is it that they... Like, I don't understand. Like, okay, you come with this, you do your most, you make an impact, you, you, you become the voice of the voiceless and you end up representing us, people on the ground. The system sees you as a threat. Then they remove you. But the thing is, when they remove you, they make sure, Guti, they silence anything else that points towards you. And yet there's no outrage. Like, I don't understand. It's like, because... I mean, with me, for example, I, I'm still struggling. Yes, I know the system was never for us, you know, and and and, but... Are you trying to tell me that even the Minister of Basic Education in, in South Africa couldn't uh, uh, um, radicalize our content that we we, 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 we we indulge as kids? Could she not come and revolutionize, what's this, revolutionize it? Yes. Yeah, well, so I'm just here like, uh, our leaders are part of this matrix or they're part of this this thing, this bubble that they're trying to keep us in. And it's, it's not a good thing because what, what the, the one thing I also just despise about our leaders today is in as much as they will come in and tell you about Thomas Hankara, eh, Chris Hani, and, 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 and quote them. These people can even give you a whole political lecture, guys, a memorial lecture. They can give you a lecture on these people and even tell you what kind of a person this person was. But my thing is when they prepare for that lecture, does it not trigger them or does it not register in their heads? Uguzi, but why am I, am I on the right path? Is what I am doing right now as a leader something that Thomas Angara would, would, would smile at me and pat me on the back for and say, you're on the right path? Is it? So I don't think they ask themselves this question. And I really, like, I honestly feel like it's disrespectful for them to, to come and, and give these lectures and deliver things. And yet they themselves are not implementing. They themselves are not continuing with the legacy that they, they speak so highly of. Instead, you'll find them defending Europe and European countries. Why? <laughs> Hi. Anywho, before I continue with my rants, let us get into his early life. Um, and yeah, let us let us dive into who this phenomenal man was. So in this episode, we're going to talk about his early life and um, um, Thomas Ankara as president. Okay, so um, let's start off with his early life. Now, there's a northern town in Burkina Faso, which is called Yako. Now, this was where Thomas Isidore Noel Sankara was born on the 21st of December in 1949. Thomas was the son of a pure father who was also a military veteran and a Morsi mother. He was the perfect example of an individual who personified the Bukinabe people's diversity and was only 12 years old when he witnessed the country transition into a state of independence from the French in 1960. Um, guys, he was only 12 12 years of age yeah please just highlight that no? and he got to witness firsthand the volatile nature of the regimes that ruled throughout the 1960s and 1970s after completing his secondary schooling in Ogadogu 
he underwent military training abroad. Now, during the 1972 insurrection that resulted in overthrowing the then president, Philibert Tiranana, Thomas was actually in Madagascar and only returned to his homeland in 1973 when he was then assigned to train young recruits. Now, Thomas actually stood out from the rest while fighting in a border war with Mali in 1974 to 1975. He was then later appointed as the Secretary of State Information by Colonel Sai Zerbo, who became the new leader after another military trans- um, assisted transition in 1980. He did not last long in the post, guys. He did not last long in the post. He didn't. You know why? Because his views... Because his views were too radical for that government post. And it was then where he also was exposed to this this, this reality being that the government itself was also an enemy to to the idea of radical um, transformation being achieved that side and it mm-hmm. so um in january of 1983 he was also appointed as the new prime minister now this was after another military assisted transition which led to a silent power struggle at the heart of the army they quickly now listen to this guys they quickly put him on house arrest immediately after they made him the new prime minister. But then, after some time, he was made president in August. And that was after yet another military-assisted transition, which was led by one of his close allies at that time. Now, he was only 12 when he got to witness this. What does it tell you about the black child's uh, um, childhood being disturbed and distorted or or ruined by the system and what the system comes in and the system does hmm? he's only 12 he was only 12 when he got to witness all of this so he grew up seeing all of this oh, yeah, I understand that. and there was a drive in him that also pushed him to actually form part of the freedom fighters people that were fighting for 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 um the independence of Burkina Faso. I mean if he had to go I mean listen, he completed his schooling, his secondary schooling, eh? and then he underwent military training abroad. He did not waste time. He didn't beat around the bush. He was just there like I am going. So from a young age, the minute he saw would say something was wrong. It never changed the main goal that he had for the people, his people and the people of Africa as a whole, because that just that, that was not the way to go, guys. So his activism started at a young age. He was a leader from a very young age and he stood out. Hence, he was even assigned to, to be the one who trains new recruits. And when they went to war, he stood out. It tells you something. His story, and I'm not even, we haven't gotten to him as a president, but Thomas Sankara's story is, 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 is the perfect example of a leader is born. You don't make one. A leader is someone that is born You do not make a leader. You are born a leader. You don't make one. Maybe his father being a military veteran influenced um, him going for military training uh, abroad. But when you look at the situation in his country and the circumstances which were dire, it makes sense, hey? It just does. It makes sense. So when they had appointed him as prime minister, listen to this, they then put him on house arrest. But it, why? Is that because they wanted to, to, to make sure which they manage him? So they still went on to appoint him as prime minister, even though he resigned as the secretary of um, 
state information. So my thing is, guys, what what were they actually getting at? Because this man resigned. Because clearly he saw his views, the, the whole idea. Whilst working for the India, it's just not going to happen because the state is the actual, is also an enemy right now or at that time to its people. So the very same state goes and they make him prime minister. I don't know if they did that so that they can just monitor him. Like, I'm not sure, you know. And then it, it, it had to take another military-assisted transition, which was then led by Ukampor uh, or whatever it is they pronounce that sellout, but who was a close ally of his at the time. Now, I know this sounds funny, or but get, since this is my podcast and I am allowed to like just express my view, um, I honestly think him being appointed as the new prime minister was a mistake that they made that they tried to deal with. But then again, they were like, actually, no, let us then just make him president. We'll come back again. And we're going to remove him the very same way we put him up there. But for now, let us do the do it like this. Because I want him to start fixing the country for me before I become president. I'm, I'm telling you now, I'm, that, that's literally how I feel this guy was thinking at the time. And his allies. His, his because Ndata Sankara was a fireball. Like literally. You cannot tame a, a fire so strong. You can't. It's impossible. Rather put it out and extinguish it for good and get. Yeah. Uh-uh. Let us get into his life as president. Okay. So um, after the whole prime minister, because remember he was um, appointed as prime minister in May. They put him on house arrest, and then in August they made him president. Now he was only thirty-four years old when he became the president. Um, he was a, a perfect example of a young African leader with integrity. Not long after his term in office, did he begin to implement the changes he wanted to see. He never gave himself like a whole, nah, in the next three years, guys, this is one to, la, 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 this man got into office and he was like, you see now, we're going to do what we what I've, I've been saying we're gonna do you know and he began to implement the changes that he wanted to see to mark the rebirth of his people the country's name was changed from the colonized upper volta to Burkina Faso which means land of upright men part of his mission um, to uproot corruption consisted of the following which i'm going to because i've like i've listed them and i'm going to read um but before i actually get into that i just wanted to say now this man is president thomas sangara is well respected we love this man especially young female um activists mainly because he believed in our capabilities as women and to further uh, anchor this, this this point that I'm coming with, guys, he changed the name from Upper Volta to Burkina Faso. And when you go and you look at the meaning behind Burkina Faso, it says land of upright men. Anyone who knows, if you are an African and you know your history before colonization, men respected women. A man would never disrespect a woman. So for him to call Burkina Faso land of upright men, it tells you something about the image that he was coming with and, and this change that he was coming with. Because again, we must get rid of, of the poison that the system has already uh, fed us. But how do I do it? Oh, let me, let, you know what? Let's go back to our roots. And that was that, you guys, this man. How can we not talk about Thomas Sankara? <laughs> Anywho, let me continue. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, yeah, just note these things. I'm going to mention them. And if I feel like I want to dive deep, I'll do so. Right. So here's the list. And guys, this is not even everything. 
but I think it's enough to get you to understand why why this is being done the way it is. Anywho, um, he reduced the salaries of all public servants, including his own. This is what he did as president. He did not waste time. He then moved into a rundown presidential palace with his wife and two sons, bringing his second-hand Reynolds 5 and guitar with him. He forbade the use of chauffeur-driven Mercedes and first-class airline tickets. And guys, you know, as he was banning these things and, and forbidding and what, 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 he was also uh, living according to the rules that he put out all. You understand that? So he led by example. He didn't just come and start cutting things. He also cuts his own salary. He also got rid of the whole five-star and what what flabbergast. You know, that that whole thing was like, no, because that's that's not how I am. That's not how we're going to be. He did that. He banned free press, unions, and anything that posed as a blockage to securing radical transformation. Anyone else can say that's authoritarian. Maybe it is slightly, but if this man has this goal that he really wants to achieve... And these things are, are, are things that the system can come in and manipulate easily. The, the very same system that he's fighting. Really, even I would stop those things. I would literally ban them myself. Because, I mean, <laughs> we're going to come into this. Literally, I think we must have an episode, a separate one, about how the system manipulates unions and the media to favor it. And push a, 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 a particular narrative. We'll get into it, because eh? I really think that, that that also just deserves its own um, podcast episode. Really, um, he also launched a nationwide healthcare campaign for public health, vaccinating over two and a half million people in a week, which was a world record. He promoted the production of local cotton and even required public servants to wear a traditional tunic woven from Burkina Bay cotton soon by Burkina Bay craftsmen. Guys, what you, you see that the local, 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 huh? He redistributed land from feudal landlords, giving it directly to peasants. Something our South African government will never even not even our in our wildest dreams i'm sure because wow i mean i know this is off topic but yeah guys i saw this and then when a government was saying we want to buy it back or they must donate it what the hell and those very same people come in and quote thomas sankara and and and, and speak so highly of him and yet, them as leaders, they are failing. I'm not saying be just like him, but at least honor this person with one thing. Oh, uh, 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 uh. The production of wheat rose in just three years from 1,700 kgs per hectare to 3,800 um, kgs per hectare, ensuring that the country was self-sufficient on food. He also started a road and rail building program, guys, with the hopes of connecting the nation, doing away with any foreign aid by fully relying on his country's greatest resource, which was the energy and commitment of his people. Now, when it came to women, mm -hmm. Thomas Sankara banned female genital mutilation and forced marriages. It is no secret that he believed in the fight for emancipation of women. According to him, the fight for the emancipation of women formed part uh, forms part of our fight for racial um, equality, which is, guys, I mean, hello. Hence, I always say that Eurocentric feminism came here to distort this thing because from a Pan-Africanist perspective or an African nationalist perspective, we don't necessarily view women as domestic don't own these people that are only good enough for uh uh that that's no but that that view that idea it came with that eurocentric feminism it came with it so this is will come and do so many things and then come back and say it's your fault but it was the system 
guys, the system. <laughs> Anywho, I have a, attached a few of his quotes derived from a speech that he delivered on International Women's Day during a rally that he organized. And I'm going to read his quotes, guys. No? Paternal rights replaced maternal rights. Property was now handed down from father to son rather than as before from the woman to her clan. The patriarchal family made its appearance founded on the soul and personal property of the father who had become head of the family. Within this family, the woman was oppressed. Mm. I can hear the roar of women's silence. Comrades, there is no true social revolution without the liberation of women. The condition of women is therefore at the heart of the question, I mean, of humanity itself, here, there, and everywhere. The revolution cannot triumph without the emancipation of women. These were his words. This is Thomas Sankara, guys. Now you understand why that place was called, um, I mean, why the country was named Burkina Faso. The, the, the place of upright men. Hmm? And then you, you, you come and you learn about how he viewed the fight for, 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 for women empowerment. You look at how he championed the interests of women. And instead of just talking and speaking about it, he implemented it. You could see it in, in, in the number of women and, and the senior positions that they held in his cabinet when he was president. Hence, I ask again, our leaders, the current ones that we have now, when they, they, they give us these lectures, doesn't anything just pinch them somewhere in their heart? Because you cannot come and, and tell me about such a remarkable person and yet you don't even have one thing to show, Wuti. On your end, what is it that you're doing to keep his legacy alive in your own country, in your own community, in your own branch, in your own region, in your own province? As you know, mine is to support local, buy local, and promote local, right? So, get people of Egruleni, Bushlenkosi is a young black queen who has made it easier for us daughters of the soil to slay in our dukes. Yes, we can buy head wraps and matching masks. We may be faced with COVID-19, but that doesn't stop us queens from slaying whilst abiding. And did you guys... <laughs> see what I did there anywho like I said people of Ekurleni she is based in the region but also if you are in the Gauteng province she does deliver but there is that delivery fee that goes in if you're wondering how the pricing starts from 60 rand going up not only does she have masks and dukes but she also um, makes beautiful custom made denim backpacks sling bags for men and women based on you know if there's a specific material that you want you can request it and get it done i love them so so much like jonga so in case you're wondering how to hit them up facebook ngosi designs um they have a website ngosi designs um, on Instagram, ngosi.designs. Now that's the handle. And the contact details are 066-346-7362. That is WhatsApp and 081-535-3220. Support local, buy local, promote local.
this is a continuation of the first the segment that you just listened to okay so all in all guys thomas sangara was a a, a very vocal um leader and he was also very vocal about his stance on the unity of africa and the goal to actually achieve this unity i mean he urged african countries to refuse to pay their debts to western countries which is something i'd also do especially because we never asked for them to loan or to come and do what they did that that actually has us paying these debts till today also uh, you know i don't know if it's just me but as a south african sometimes i really do i wish we also had our own independence day south africa is not independent we're far from being independent freedom day is not independence day in fact we don't have an independence day that's why i ask myself these leaders that come in quote how do they feel because you are quoting people that actually achieved things people that were making moves and you're not instead your belly is getting bigger your cars you're getting more cars you own a dealership your mansion is turning into a spaceship like i don't understand what about the people on the ground though huh This man spoke up during the United Nations conference denouncing imperialist wars, apartheid and poverty. He did that. And he was very confident by the way. He didn't feel threatened, he did not feel nervous because here yeah, this is really something. And if you guys are going to come and call us the United Nations, then I might as well just remove that curtain that's blinding some of you guys from this ugly truth that we seem to be normalizing which shouldn't even guys why are we suffering you know so i'm here for that and the energy that he came with like literally he was also very vocal in defending the rights of the people of palestine to self-determination now like every other leader thomas sangara's radicalness strained his relations with france and a few neighboring countries which included the ivory coast and togo but was also said to be closely linked to other revolutionary radical leaders of the mother continent like president gaddafi from libya and ghana's jerry rollings yeah but and also one thing that i i just you know it's, it's important for me to just highlight is we do acknowledge the fact that he had his flaws but we refuse to accept your version of the flaws that you claim he had bloody system you you are the system that wiped him off why would you come and tell me what flaws he had when you wiped him off and silenced or removed anything else that spoke of him <sighs> when things began to spiral out of control okay by 1986 He is um authoritarian changes began to alienate large sectors of the Bukanabe population which isolated him even further making him vulnerable even from elements within his circle like many other revolutionaries Sankara's commitment to achieving his ideals stripped him of time to allow his people to digest the changes that were coming and being made according to an observation made by a close friend Sankara was an impatient man not because he was power hungry not because he was desperate for 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 status or but it was because he was impatient because his impatience was driven by the desperation of his people and every time opposition mounted attempts were made by him to repress it by introducing alternative means to deal with corruption in the workspace and this also led like to the formation of revolutionary defense committees which were misinterpreted by youth gangs who actually terrorized ordinary citizens when school teachers went on a strike he dismissed all of them which left the education system which was his country's greatest hope for progress in shambles by 87 his position was compromised and despite the warnings he had received which prompted him to take action 
he refused on the grounds that he remains true to the ideals of his revolution now this was his flaw guys or he did not want anything to come and compromise the goal because he really wanted to achieve this thing he really wanted to see his people independent he really wanted to see that country thriving and he really wanted to see africa become that the africa that we all dream of and that's the problem maybe just maybe yeah like like it it it, it kind of just it 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 compromised him man it it did it did you know because hey you can burn and burn and burn but now on the ground i still need to sorry for the noise yo where i am the the planes have been flying throughout yo sometimes i just miss level 5 lockdown because this noise was not there sorry about that um so You know even when the teachers tried I really want to know what actually happened because he was one person who kept on advocating for education so for someone to come and say he did that I'm like like I'm saying the state I mean the system the system knows how to infiltrate certain things so that they can push a particular narrative maybe that is something that we don't know that was actually happening and he just did not want to point it out because also you don't want to give people power and that thing you would say i see you you're doing it and go back this no sometimes this good tool will implement it in silence and i think that was what was happening here so people were struggling to to understand ganti get this man was actually driven by the desperation of his people and him com- uh, refusing on the grounds that he wanted to remain to the ideals of his revolution is not something that makes him a bad leader by the way how many other leaders do you do, do we actually have that 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 do this now and they still say this now how many policies have, have has the african national congress come i mean that you you know what i don't even want to get into it because when it comes to the anc's policies we're good with policy making but implementing is a problem and yet we also have sankara lectures and i'm just here like kongolo say what are we doing why are we doing this to ourselves hey anywho sankara noted that chekwavara was 39 when he had been executed only for things to take a similar route for him when elements from his own bukenabe leadership forged relations with court d'ivoire president Felix Boigny who was a very close ally to France and an outspoken opponent of Sankara's influential attacks on neo-colonialism which increased Now the minute your own people go and and, and start engaging or, or or sipping tea with your enemy who who openly denounces you like this and protects colonizers there is just a signal for danger guys literally and the mere fact joguti uh, he actually prophesied because that's that's how we 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 you take this his own death was crazy it was just crazy on the 15th of october guys during a staff meeting a gang of armed military which were led by Blaise Campoare please never forget that name this man and i hope he's burning wherever he is if he's not yet in jail sankara's close friend and most trusted comrade throughout the revolution assassinated him and 12 other officials his body was dismembered buried in a makeshift grave and any mention of him was erased from the view of the public blaze is the one who made him president by the way but first they were like prime minister so i'm like i think when it came to prime minister and the plan was still being devised and it is only when they actually took his life on the 15th of october where you can see you see this man planned this thing from the get go he wanted sankara to come and do what he did 
so that he doesn't want to do all of that that groundwork and then when he sees it was okay i i think i can i can now take over he executed him because like i said that is a fire that you cannot extinguish i mean you cannot put out when you extinguish your you come with everything and you make sure that you put it out like completely like you extinguish it you don't put it out sorry <laughs> because uh-uh blaze remained the dictator guys ever since and he even accumulated so much wealth due to his proximity to the french until 2014 where he was forced to flee for court divorce during a mass uprising however like every dog his end has come and last month a court in burkina Faso's capital indicted former president Blaise for his role in the murder of his comrade and friend Thomas Sankara. so much for lending an ear i really do hope that you found today's episode informative now with with dr thomas sangara um i also just would like to just highlight so that this was more of a summary and not like a, a, a detailed detailed type of like shandis but i have um attached a link to my blog and on the blog there are also other links that can lead you towards other you know um sources that are used for research purposes when it comes to thomas sankara my heart bleeds it aches because like i said and I, I, this will always be something that i complain about as a leader right now in the in the mother continent ne why are you allowing yourself to be used as a tool by the system to deal with your own people and then you come back and on the 15th of october or the 21st of december then you give us lectures on people like thomas sankara why do that like guys i'm trying to understand what will it take for you to see that you too are part of the problem my question is will you guys ever just opt out or will you continue because you're not on the receiving end of all of this rather you are the one who is enjoying the riches the status and then you 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 still have the nerve to preach about ubuntu and call yourself an african you guys must fix yourselves if you know what's good when we learn or oh, we we we, 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 we we speak of leaders like Thomas Sankara like this it tells you there's a void right now and instead of things getting better they're getting worse and it's unfortunate because in these countries our african countries it's these leaders that i'm calling up now that silence voices that call them out for their wrongs anything that is radical and it's like the system calls them and it's like um there's a fly over there go and do your most and then that person will go and do it because you're not a child you're not a relative you're not a friend they don't care they will wipe you off because you're also coming for their check so ah <laughs> you know what you you know what anywho family thank you so so much for tuning in and to you who is new thank you for lending an ear i really hope you found this informative and also 
go and ask your leaders these questions, guys. Ask them. They must answer. I need to say they like publicity. They like attention. We are giving it to them, but that's because we seek answers. You cannot justify the rubbish that they are doing now. It's just, you cannot. It's, it's impossible. But the thing is, for how long? How many years has it been since Kwaswele Kutoma Sangara? Since Kwaswele Kukwame Nkrumah? Since Kwaswele Kukwame Rollins? Since Kwaswele Malcolm X? Since Kwaswele you understand that we can go on but there's nothing to show for it now in, in, in our leaders of today and their current leadership style and yet they think it's okay to tell us about these people no, in fact stop it guys because if you're going to come and give me a lecture on Chief Albert Lutuli I'm going to be asking you questions that I'm sure Chief Albert Lutuli himself would have asked you if you were right in front of him. The hypocrisy must, must come to an end because you are the reason there's no growth. You are the reason we don't see it. You are the reason we don't witness it. With that being said, guys, please do not forget to subscribe on this podcast on the platforms um, on all listening platforms, sorry, and also my blog, Langosi Writes. The link will be provided below, so that you know you 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 easily find your way to, you know, that 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 world of 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 us writers, you know, and you can also just follow me on social media platforms. You can find me on Twitter at Langosi Writes. Facebook, Asanda Lamini, or Langosi Rights, and Instagram, Langosi Rights. Once again, thank you so, so much.